Thank you so much for pushing play. This is MG Govia, Education Outreach Liaison for OKA11. And you are listening to Digging Deep, our podcast. Um, hopefully, uh, you didn't lose us during our little hiatus at the beginning of the year. We had a very busy couple of months with our expo and different events that was going to happen around the state. But we're back. And it happens to be May happens to be the Mental Health Awareness Month. And I had a privilege of listening to my friend Jamie um, discuss mental health, especially within the oil and gas industry. And I really wanted an opportunity to share that with our listeners and uh, just talk about how important that is. So Jamie, do you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and why I'm so lucky to get to talk with you today? <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, my name is Jamie Jones and I am a licensed professional counselor. I have a private practice in Oklahoma City. And I also work for Canadian Valley Technology Centers, their mental health support counselor. I've been in uh, practice for about eight years and I find myself drawn to um, kind of male dominated um, careers. So I work a lot with law enforcement. I work a lot with um, first responders and firefighters, uh, do a lot of trauma work, do a little bit of couples work also, but that's a little bit kind of a little bit about what I do. And it is Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, mental health is important, as important as, as it's ever been. Um, COVID, as bad as I hate to say the word, I hate the C word, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Nobody wants to talk about it anymore, but it has really brought mental health to the forefront. And so we can't, we can't just shove it down under anymore. We've got to, we've got to talk about it. So that's what this month is for. So hopefully we can do some of that. Yeah, absolutely. I know that for me, um, mental health has been something that's been talked about more and more and you see it in more mainstream media. Uh, you see it in television shows. Um, I'm a big fan of Ted Lasso, which that show has been bringing men's mental health to the forefront. Um, so it's good to see that it's there, but I know that just because it's on Ted Lasso doesn't mean it's normal or normal place in the office or in the workplace. So what are some tips? What are some ideas to normalize being aware of mental health? I think I, I love Ted Lasso, by the way. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love I, Ted Lasso. I love that show. And, and there are some 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 shows and um, some outlets do it really well. And there's a lot of misinformation that's out there. There are a lot of TikTok therapists out there. There are just a lot of people getting mental health information from uh, the wrong place or from someplace that isn't really very legitimate. So, how is it that we are going to normalize mental health awareness? Well, the first thing we can do as individuals, one of the things that we can do is talk about it. I mean, that is the thing, talk about it, because if, if we don't talk about it, it goes to this place of shame and we it, and it has all the shame built up around it. No one wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to see it. No, nobody wants to mention that they see a therapist. But if you if you do, if you see a therapist, talk to talk to them, your people about it. Just say, hey, I was going to the therapist the other day. Even if you just mentioned, I, hey, I, I grabbed a donut when I was on the way to the therapist, at least it starts to normalize that conversation. So mm. people go, oh, you see a therapist. What's that? Well, you know, I've just got some things I want to work through and I like to bounce these ideas off a therapist or I, you know, struggling a little bit with depression or anxiety. And that really helps me to kind of process all of that. Um, that's that's the number one way we as individuals can normalize that. And then of course, I think with companies, more companies, I'm so proud of my company, Canadian Valley Technology Center, because um, 
a year and a half ago, they decided we're going to make a position that's just mental health, just for mental health, which is what my position is. So I see all staff, faculty, students, I'm available to all of them on three campuses, which is, which is huge to have some, a, a licensed uh, counselor on staff available all the time. That's a, also something great that uh, obviously yeah. companies can do, so. That is awesome. Um, I know that the stigma with mental health, especially with men is it's like we want to compartmentalize we want to be strong and tough and not discuss problems because we're supposed to be able to handle it um so we're we're working now in the office we're telling people hey i see a therapist we're trying to get it normalized how do we break through through those you know toxic masculine industry and people like that because i know for me i'm i'm i don't know if i'm a typical male but there are some things that I know that I struggle with, with communicating feelings and what's going on with anxiety or um, things like that. So what are some safe space for guys and how do we start getting that where we can go to see mental health professionals? First of all, if I knew the total answer to that, I would write a book and be a millionaire. <laughs> right. <laughs> understood. <laughs> That's that, you know, unfortunately we have generations and generations and generations of this archaic type of mentality of uh, guys don't seek help, guys don't need help, guys don't, you know, guys can handle it on their own. You've got to be tough, you've got to be strong. And I would say about that, that being strong is actually going to see someone. Mm. Instead of being strong is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stuff all of this and keep it inside and do all, and you know, let it affect my health and my, my physical health and my mental health and my family and all those people around me. Instead, being strong is actually making the call and going and, fi and finding someone that's a fit for you that mm -hmm. works. So I think that um, breaking breaking that, I wish I knew. I, right. I, I, I wanna go back to more conversation, more conversation, more conversation. And how mm -hmm. are we raising our young boys? So if you are a father or a mother of young boys, how are, are you teaching them? No, big boys don't cry and all of that kind of stuff. Or are you teaching them? It's okay to feel feelings and it's okay to go through that and to feel it and be, you know, I mean, express it. Those, those are okay things. And mm. I think that's where it's going to have to happen is with, it's so entrenched in some of our generations mm. that I don't know how much change we can affect there, but I do know that we can affect some change when we're talking about the younger generation. So I think that's probably our best bet on that. Made, made sense. Mm -hmm. One thing that you uh, said um, in that is that your mental health can affect us physically. Uh, can you kind of give me some examples of how those are correlated and how one affects the other? Absolutely. Probably the prime example is that most heart attacks happen Sunday nights, Monday mornings. And what we know is that, you know, obviously weekends are less stressful than going to work during the week. Better and be. Yes, they better be. If they aren't, <laughs> something's wrong with your life. But um, so, but so, and, and, and heart attacks, like that's a big thing. We're not talking about some little bitty thing. Yes, we know it affects our shoulders and we, you know, we get tight and we get, we get sore and all of those kind of stress can affect all of that, but it literally can stop your heart as well. 
So, and that's just some of the ways. Also, all kinds of gastrointestinal issues can happen with stress and anxiety, um, depression, all of those things. It's no longer, it's no longer a belief that what happens in your head stays in your head. It's just not that. But what happens in your head affects your entire body. We are one great big organism, organism. And, <laughs> and I, so we have to we have to look at it that way and we have to consider it that way that hey i i've got to get help for what's happening here because i don't know what it's doing to my body i've had clients that will come in and say my back hurts it hurts all the time i'm in such pain and i'm like let's look at where you've got trauma because what we know now is trauma can get trapped trapped tra sorry in your body so so that's one of the first things well, to me that's one of the first symptoms yeah. like when they come in and say hey i'm hurting i'm hurting all over and there's and all the doctors say there's nothing going on and i'm like okay well let's look we've got yeah. something going on there's something and it's usually i mean it's something mental happening a lot yeah. Of yeah i know for me um personally when i'm going through those bouts of anxiety and i'm, I'm struggling with processing something is the sleep deprivation that I go through. I mean, just the lack of sleep and that affects so much. And yeah, I can tell you're ready to tell me. Absolutely. I, I totally yeah. want to talk about sleep because yeah. sleep is so important. And we, and it's one of the things that we just tuck away is not important. It's so low on the priority list for so many people, mm. but it's, it is so important. It's interesting because I spent last evening with my daughter who had spent the evening before with only two hours of sleep with her four month old. And she was saying, I didn't think well at work. I wasn't processing well at work. I was foggy. I, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I, I get it. Like it's, yeah. it's very difficult. Sleep is so important. And then, I mean, I, since I work with a lot of law enforcement officers and first responders, we, we all, and they're crazy shift work. We're always talking about circadian rhythm and how that affects your mental health. But we know that it, it um, if we don't get enough sleep, we have we make poorer decisions. Mm -hmm. um, we cannot think clearly often. Um, off, and I mean, it's just all, all kinds of things. Sleep is very, very, very important. In addition yeah. to nutrition, we, you know, we could talk yeah. about all the big things that nobody wants to talk about. Sleep, right. nutrition, exercise, all of that. But yeah. those are all huge, huge when it comes to mental health and physical health. Right, exactly. and I. I mean, our audience, the tens and tens of listeners that we have, <laughs> uh, soon to be hundreds, um, we do have a lot who are in construction, who are safety professionals, who are going to be installing those pipelines or putting up that house. Um, and it, one thing that I stress in all my podcasts and presentations is we do this whole thing for their safety and we can only do so much by marking lines or making sure their excavation is going to be safe. But if they're sleep deprived, or they're making poor decisions, even though they've done everything right up until the day that they're on site, things can still happen. Yeah. And that's why mental health is so important, just as important to safety as that hard hat. Right. So we want to be able to make sure that we're um, stressing that. And some of our listeners may be listening going, wow, I wasn't really expecting a, a, a licensed um, counselor. But I think it is important um, when we look at the safety of our coworkers and our job sites. So 
the other day um, when I was up at Autry Tech, Autry Tech does a uh, safety week each year. This year was their second week. They had you as a presenter and um, you really gave us a lot of good information when it came to oil and gas industry. Um, was there any, is there anything that you would like to highlight or that you can recall from that presentation? Um, well, one thing, one thing that concerns me a lot with the oil and gas industry is that it is listed as one of the top industries with um, that uh, who are at risk for mental uh, mental issues. I would want to say illnesses, but in, in fact, even and all the way up through suicide, we have to talk about suicide, even though it's a heavy subject, obviously. But with about six million males in the United States that have depression, much of that undiagnosed, and much of that, I want to just I'm gonna take a little little rabbit trail. Much of that shows up as anger. So people think, oh, I'm not sad. I'm not sitting around, I'm not crying, I'm not this. But a lot of times depression can show up as anger in men. So that's something to look for, just side note. But a lot of the working conditions of oil and gas workers really set them up to have difficulty coping mentally um, in the real world. Uh, some examples are certainly certainly oil workers who go away you know and work off work um, away from their home for three weeks out of you know out of out of the month and they go three weeks and they're isolated they have a very high responsibility type of a job but they're probably they probably have not slept well so they um and they're probably um experiencing a lot of workload a heavy workload um, and maybe even some unhealthy coping skills, right? So when we're out and we're alone, it's like maybe we're drinking a little bit too much, whatever. My guess also is if you're gone three weeks out of the month, that your relationship might not be on the best of terms because it's yeah. difficult to do that. Yeah. So so oil and gas industry is, and just, just by means of the working conditions, and how high it becomes very high risk for um, developing mental issues and developing things like depression and even suicidal ideation or suicidal thoughts. Wow, um, it is a heavy topic, um, obviously, but when is it? As a coworker, as somebody who is around people, what signs can we look for that we're like? Maybe, maybe they are having suicidal thoughts. Maybe they are in a dark, dark spot. And then how do I help them get help? Okay. Um, so isolation is, is a big one. Um, withdrawing from family or, or things that they used to love to do, don't do anymore. Um, and now that's tricky, <laughs> especially if you've worked away for three weeks and you come back you don't want to do a bunch of things you right. want to just rest it's about rest but loss of interest is a big one withdrawing from family or friends feeling extra tired or fatigued agitated and irritability and especially with men anger goes back to the anger 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 we're looking so often we're looking for sadness and we think that that's what it's going to look like and despondent and helpless and hopeless and all those things we know to look for in depression but with with men so many times it's overlooked because there's this anger that is 
anger masks other feelings. So it's masking the sadness and that helplessness and hopelessness. And then even physical symptoms, you know, it, even if they are developing more headaches or whatever, it's like even those things are things we need to look at and go, okay, what's going on with you, right? And, and um, that's one thing I, I would love to talk about is how to talk about suicide with someone that you're concerned about. It's okay to just say, hey, what's going on? What's going on with you? And be that safe person that you can, that, that, that he can listen to, that he, I mean, he can speak to. Yeah. I, it, along those lines, um, I think one of the things I got out of your presentation was being forward and blunt and direct to this because guys as a whole we're not good at subtle clues i mean my ex-wife would be the first one to tell you that i was terrible at it and so even with guys among guys subtlety doesn't work and especially with something so important as their mental health or maybe having those thoughts yes absolutely first of all anytime that you approach your buddy you want to say you want to use an open-ended question that looks like hey What's going on in your world? I notice I notice something's up with you. I can tell something's up with what's going on. Well, how's it, you know, don't say, um, are you okay? And are you okay is okay sometimes, but are you okay? It's, it's easy to say, yeah, I'm fine, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fine. We say that all the time when we're not fine, but instead saying, okay, are, you know, what's going on? Tell me what's going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, nothing's going on. Yeah, tell me, I can tell you something's different talk to me, you know, I mean, just, just like that, just talk to me. So if then they start to talk about feeling helpless and hopeless, and it it starts to sound like at all that you think that you have any, any, any inkling that they may um, be suicidal, then just ask the question directly. Do not say, now you wouldn't be thinking about hurting yourself, would you? No, no. You're going to say, hey, are you, are you considering killing yourself? Are you, have you, have you had suicidal thoughts? Is that something that you're thinking about? And that direct question is going to get a very direct answer. And you're going to see it in their eyes as well. Like I have to ask that question a lot as a therapist, but even if they say to me, no, 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 no. I'm like, okay, let's talk about that. When was the last time you had suicidal thoughts? Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, it was yesterday, but I'm okay today or whatever, you know. So you have to just be very direct, very direct. And it's scary and people are scared to death to do it. But that's the way that we're saving lives. Outstanding. Um, That is, like I said, that is a deep and um, heavy topic. Hopefully our listeners are taking that nugget of information. And when it comes to workplace, there's a lot going on. We've seen um, workplace hostility, violence, um, shootings, all these things. And all those things um, are centered around mental health. That's that's the thing that is the common thread, whether it's one of our friends or coworkers having these thoughts to put them into dark space or us having a coworker who may be disgruntled and willing to use violence to take it out on everything. So we have to be aware of mental health and promote it um, with conversations, like you said, um, normalize it as best as we can uh, to move it forward. Can I say this? Mental yeah. health doesn't doesn't always look like it looks on TV um, and, and getting help for mental health. 
So if you walk into a, a therapist's office that, that you don't vibe with at all, then, then you need to see somebody else. There are people that, that you can connect with. Um, and there are tons of different kinds of therapists, um, all kinds of different therapists. But if you, if you're not into, you know, crystals and essential oils, get the heck out <laughs> of there, right? Get the heck right. out of there and go find someone who talks your language because right. that's, that's what you need. If the number one indicator of how successful um, counseling or therapy is, is that you have rapport with that counselor and with that therapist. So find somebody that matches with you. Um, and there are, there are people that match everyone. Like there, there's someone for everyone. If you need a straight talker, find a straight talker. Mm -hmm. And I find okay. men like straight talkers mostly. That makes sense. It really does. Mm -hmm. Well, um, let's, let's have one quick conversation about, um, to put a bow on all this, how related to safety mental health is. I mean, obviously we're looking out for our coworkers. We're looking out for ourselves on the on site and we need to be doing everything we can to normalize mental health. This is Mental Health Awareness Month. But when it relates to safety, um, like I alluded to with, you know, safety hats and stuff like that, we, how can we put an emphasis on companies to put this up there with benefits and time away from work and all that stuff to get it there. How, what can we do as workers going up to show the significance of mental health? Um, I think, I, I think we just, we keep yelling, we keep screaming, we keep saying, we need it, we need it, we need it, we need it. And I think, I mean, luckily or fortunately, there is a trend towards mental health care in industry. So I, I love that. I love that, obviously. Um, I think also, um, you know, one of the things that I mentioned at the um, conference at, in, in, at OT Autry was that OSHA has some really great information about mental health out there and on their website. So hopefully we're moving in that direction. Um, I would love to see industries make mental health a priority, not only just a priority, but also like make it completely um, safe to take time off work to go see a counselor i have a friend just recently and he um he was an air traffic controller and he's he uh i've been talk, trying to talk to him to see a counselor trying to talk to him to see a counselor finally he said i i'm going to go see a counselor but because of his work schedule wasn't able to do that and then he called me the other day and he said i found out that my company allows me to take time off during the day when i'm working night shift they, they, or, or day shift, they allow me to take time off during the day and go see a counselor. No, nothing punitive, no punitive action, not taking nice. that's I love that. I mean, I right. too. you know, I was like, I love that. That's great. So um, I hope that we're kind of moving towards seeing seeing how important it is for for companies and industry, because what companies don't want is someone who's not mentally healthy mm. you know, on their staff. And I mean, do you want <laughs> employees that aren't mentally healthy that you don't, you don't, um, because it can cause all kinds of issues, not even that we've talked about before, right? So yeah. physical issues and all those kinds of things. So I don't know how we, other than just talk to them, talk to them. Um, I would love to see them have employee assistance programs that, that pay for some counseling. I've got, I know several companies that do, um, several 
Uh, police departments around here have EAPs where they'll pay for like eight sessions of counseling for, for their officers and their employees. Um, even if a company could even contract with a counselor, you know, they don't have to do what my company did where it hired me full time to do this, but they could even contract with a counselor where a counselor was would be available if gotcha. the need arose. And I love that, you know, um, even again, training, training um, supervisors, what to look for with um, uh, with mental health issues and how to be how to be um, mental health literate right okay. so in even how to speak to employees and how to treat employees and how to like notice when when something's off with their employees mm -hmm. i would love to see that training across and and then additionally i'd love to see some peer training where we kind of watch out for each other there's a lot yeah. of that in law enforcement um and i would love to see that in oil and gas love to see that and in, move into other industries as well that would be fantastic. I know that um, a lot of companies go, well, HR, that's that's them. That's all they do is they are mental health professional and not necessarily. I mean, they may be able to make sure my 401k is getting invested in, but you may not know what I am mentally um, and what my needs are there. So um, I agree completely. Um, luckily, um, our company has EAP and um, uh, you and I talked about this briefly at the um, conference is I'm kind of a touch and go mental health person myself and I, I go I get back on track whatever I'm processing and then I'm like I'll see you when I need you again and it may not be the best but at least I'm getting some help um and I, yeah, I think I also admitted to you that I'm kind yeah. of that way too. <laughs> so I made me feel a little bit better about the whole situation <laughs> um if one professional um is doing it then it must be the way and I'm <laughs> Uh, but I do want to stress this. Um, so uh, we'll wrap up this conversation and I'll, I'll give you um, a final word as well. Um, listeners, mental health is important. Um, I know the industries that the listeners are in with construction, with pipeline, with oil and gas, um, and others where long work hours um, and everything that's in there. Um, I want you to realize how important it is. Um, we care about your safety. Um, if any of this conversation today made you think that maybe you need to seek some help or talk to somebody, um, please pursue that. If you just, um, I, I know that Jamie's going to give us some um, resources, I think like phone numbers and stuff like that, that we can um, share with you as well. Take advantage of that. Um, your mental health, your well-being is the most important thing. Um, so I hope that Again, if anything um, caught your attention today in this conversation that you don't just stuff it down, you don't just um, compartmentalize it and forget it. Um, take action, uh, care about yourself and because uh, we care about you as well. So uh, Jamie, what are some resources for those who may need to seek some help? Um, help? Well, first I'll mention 988. And 988 is, um, is a hotline for everybody thinks it's just a suicide hotline and it is not just that it's mental health in general they can direct you and help guide you um, to some more resources if you're looking for a therapist a great place to look for a therapist is psychologytoday.com and the good thing about that particular um, space is that it has little blurbs about each counselor you can see their face 
you can you can see what they specialize in you can see how much it's going to cost you what insurance they take let me say this insurances are required to take and now maybe not completely you may still have your copay but don't not go seek mental health treatment because you think that it's going to cost too much because if you have insurance your insurance should cover it um should cover a big bulk of it especially you know there are deductibles and all that kind of junk but um so but you can if on psychology today you can see the little blurb you can see the person's face a lot of times there's a little video and so you can kind of see is this person i feel like i can kind of you know can i build a rapport with this person or not can i can i jive with this person or not so that's a really great place um to look for and and 988 is not only for um suicide people who are experiencing suicidal thoughts but also if you know someone who's experiencing suicidal thoughts there are tons of resources there 211 is another really great um a number for all kinds of information. If you're just struggling in general with anything, right. um, 211 can can direct you to all kinds of resources, uh, whether it's paying the rent or it's finding a mental health provider. So um, it's, a, it's also a very, it's a good resource for you. We want to ask you to subscribe to our podcast so that you can be the first to hear each new episode. If you are watching on YouTube, Be sure to follow the channel for not only our podcast, but also educational videos on Oki811 services. Follow us on social media to know of upcoming educational events, such as safety days or our expo, or to know the next time we may be hiring. Thank you for listening to Digging Deep, an Oki811 podcast. After you subscribe, be sure to share. Thank you so much, Jamie. You've been fantastic. Um, I appreciate you sharing your knowledge when it comes to mental health and things to look for for um, men-dominated industries as well as just anybody. Um, I hope, again, our listeners um, play this again if you need to. Uh, Make sure that we're all looking out for one another and we do what's best to keep each other safe and ourselves in a good spot mentally. So thank you so much for joining me, Jamie. If there's um, any other opportunity for us to uh, partner up with conversations or get in front of other people, I look forward to working with you in that. Yes, me too. Me too. Awesome. To our listeners, thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of Digging Deep. Um, Please make sure that you've liked us, that you're subscribed to us, that you're sharing this with others that may need this information. And I thank you for your continued support. Thank you, everybody.